0: Welcome back to The Short Game. This is a show about short video games, games that respect your time. I'm Reagan Kelly, and I am joined this week by all of my awesome co-hosts.
1: Laura Nash.
0: Shane Kelly. Actually, I said I said all. I meant just the two of you guys. Nate's not here. See you soon, Nate. So we are talking this week about Apple Arcade. Uh, the reason this came up is that my Apple Arcade... I did the one-year Apple Arcade subscription the minute that Apple Arcade became available. And very recently, uh, my subscription came up for renewal, and I thought to myself, I was—I thought I was going to let that Apple Arcade subscription lapse because I hadn't been playing much on Apple Arcade lately, um, and so I, you know, I thought, oh well, I'll let this lapse and I'll—I'll I'll pick it up again as soon as uh, something interesting that I want to play comes out, and then. Apple knew exactly what my game was, and they released a bunch of new and interesting stuff on Apple Arcade like a week before my renewal would have taken place. And of course, I did renew. So I thought it might be a good time for us to talk about some of the new stuff on Apple Arcade and other stuff that we've checked out in the last little while uh, on Apple Arcade. Basically, just like take the temperature of Apple Arcade as a service and some of the the cool stuff on it, um, you know, here in 2021. Um, So we're going to kind of go around Robin and talk about some of the stuff that we've played on Apple Arcade lately. And um, this, we won't be going into as much depth as we usually do on a full game episode, obviously, but we're going to be talking about a bunch of stuff here, uh, sort of rapid fire. So uh, who's going first? The first thing I wanted to kind of tinker around with, and I've probably been playing this for maybe two or three really short sessions, because of course, this is a grab bag episode. Uh, But it's a game called Wonderbox. Wonderbox is from a company called Aquiris or Aquiris Game Studio. I I don't think I've seen anything else from them. And it's exclusive to Apple Arcade. Um, I would kind of describe it as a cross between something like a Mario Maker, where you have a kind of design-your-own-level element, and a kind of a light platforming adventure game. Um, It is a really a game about both kind of playing other people's little short adventure games that they build inside um, and you know, then cr- using things that you unlock to create your own and to customize your character. The art style of it is the, my absolute favorite thing about it. Cause it really is a gorgeous looking game. The characters have the kind of design style and look and animation of like a high quality children's animation. If they're kind of, they're very cartoony Uh, but they're very cool and iconic looking and the level design, everything is from the name, little boxes. It's kind of, um, I'd say like volumetric, almost like a Minecraft kind of design, but the, the style is very cartoony. Uh, in a lot of ways, it reminds me of that game, Captain Toad treasure tracker. Ah, yes. You have a, like a, a little level that's a box and you can turn it and look at it from any angle. So you're controlling your character, but you can also rotate the entire level and look at it from different angles. Um, and I've been really impressed with the game, the games that I've seen people be able to create inside here. Like it, it really do give you a lot of good tools. Um, I did one that was kind of a like a mystery where there's like a royal dinner, and uh, the king asks you to go and find something in the castle, and you're going around and exploring the castle to find it. Um, I've played others where there was, like, you know, a little bit more of a combat-oriented thing. And they give you a lot of the same – a lot of neat tools that you can use or give the players in the levels that you design. So um, I think it would be a hard one for us to review on a more full basis because it's so – like, the majority of of the game, it seems to be the user-generated content. Um, but it would be really fun to, like, build something in here. I tried some of the t- tools for creating stuff, and they were – easy and quick to understand and fun. Um, And the like kind of cues of user generated content, all of the things that I've picked, which were just the featured things, all of those were great uh, and, you know, fun to play. Um, So I'm, I'm pretty into it. I also liked the, like I said, I like the design of the characters, but I I like that you're customizing the characters and you collect like different heads and uh, legs and bodies as you go. And like you start off with a bunch of, you know, diverse looking humans, but you can unlock, okay, now I want my character to be a cat, or or whatever, uh, you know, or be wearing a, a, you know, weird jacket, stuff like that. Uh, so that seems like it'd be really fun to do. Uh, and kind of within the context of a bunch of user generated content, I'm kind of curious how they create something that has that kind of progression to it. Like, you know, I, it seems like it's mainly XP, but like, how are you, how are you doling that out um, based on playing these little adventures. And I also really always find it interesting when they, when they have a good system for surfacing like good user content in a game like this, because it, mm. it's, uh, it's something that some play, some games will try and then kind of fail at. And this one, at least so far has only given me good stuff to play. So um, yeah, that was, I think it's interesting. Yeah. I'm glad you checked that out. It visually looks Really, really good. I think it might be the best-looking thing on Apple Arcade, and in, in, in a sense, I mean, there's a lot of really pretty, cool stuff on, on Apple Arcade. But the visuals are just like really striking in a, in that sort of cute cartoon or or you know, um, kids media kind of way. Um, and I don't know. I, I I usually bounce off of games that are sort of based largely around user-generated content. But yeah, if there's a if there's a good curation system for. For playing stuff that other people have created, then I don't know. Maybe you'll give it a shot. Yeah, I, I was also, I will say, particularly impressed by. Uh, I figured in something like this where you're having users like put in pretty much all your content, you'd have adventures where it's just like, oh, like you know, open the box, do this, do that, little fetch quest. They got more complicated than that, and there were actually there seemed to be a lot that they could do with like the NPCs and like what they do. So I I don't know how you get. All of that because I didn't really get that far into creating my own stuff, but I'm very curious about it. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm curious to see more of it. Yeah, it's um, uh, it seems like one of the things that Apple put a lot of money behind. Uh, it is totally exclusive to Apple Arcade. Um, it seems designed for touch because they've got this yep. this like creation you know, the level creation tools. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and a, a, I just looked at their website. You can play this with a controller, but if you're playing on something without a touchscreen, like the Apple TV, uh, you can't use the level creator. You can only play, which I think is, that makes sense. yeah, it makes sense. But it's also sort of like, definitely seems like they kind of came at this as an Apple arcade thing. Um, so yeah, I don't know. Very cool. Uh, and I, I hope to check it out. That makes that game Wonderbox makes perfect sense as like why Apple did this. It makes perfect sense for Apple Arcade. The game that I played, uh, one of the games I played, I was left with a real question of like, I wonder why this for Apple Arcade. Not that it was bad, but it was just one of the things that I played on Apple Arcade that was like the biggest like, wow, I that seems like the kind of like I'm why why did Apple put money into getting this on Apple Arcade specifically? Yeah, and and that's Hitchhiker. Um, first off, Hitchhiker is a sort of narrative adventure game of the kind that we like to cover on this show. We cover a lot of games in this sort of vibe, right, where you are exploring the narrative in a sort of first-person way. Um, the the specific, like, pitch on Hitchhiker is that it's a, uh, it's a mystery game uh, set on lost highways, and you play as a nameless hitchhiker who is hitching rides. Uh, you don't remember who you are or why you're hitchhiking and everything is slightly surreal or rather extremely surreal at times. Um, and so you're hitchhiking across, uh, you know, I don't know, some version of America, uh, getting rides from increasingly strange people through increasingly strange places. Uh, and there is a central mystery, and I don't want to spoil much here, but I think it's probably safe to just explain that, like, you uh, you have, as you begin remembering your own history, you realize that your girlfriend is missing. And so the sort of big thrust of the game is, like, trying to remember why your girlfriend is missing and how you can find her. Um, that's sort of the overall plot here. Uh, it's available in all kinds of stuff like PS4, Switch, Steam, etc. Um, uh, but, you know, here on Apple Arcade, um, it plays pretty well in terms of, like, touchscreen and everything, although it definitely feels a bit like it might have been designed for a mouse. Uh, it, even playing it on a controller felt a little funky. This reminds me of Virginia. Yeah, actually, that's a, that's the 100% main touch point for me here, too, is that mm-hmm. you definitely, you know, if you played Virginia... Uh this doesn't do the sort of film like editing exactly but it does do some other really interesting storytelling stuff. So the game takes place across five rides that you that you hitch. Um but they're all sort of strung together. You don't see the scenes in between when you're like hitching the rod sort of wake up in somebody's car each time. But a lot of the, and there are some basic puzzles, things like, you know, you you have an inventory or you know, your backpack, and there are times where somebody like asks to see something in your backpack. There's some really, really basic puzzles. Like there'll be like a, a, there's a point where you have to rewire something and just connect wire A to point B in a few different ways. Like the puzzles felt a little tacked on. Um, the real thrust here is the narrative. And I, I want to kind of explain a little bit about w- the kind of surrealism that we're doing here. Um, I don't want to give like major spoilers, but I do want to talk about my favorite ride, which is ride number two, um, to set it up a little bit. The first ride, you're, you're hitching a ride with a raisin farmer across a bunch of farmland and he tells you some very strange things and, uh, and there's more to him than meets the eye. The second ride though, you are hitching a ride through suburbia, through a maze-like labyrinth of suburban homes, uh, you're just dr- turning left, right, left, right through an endless labyrinth of nearly identical houses. And you're riding with this guy who's sort of like a professorial dude with a bunch of Greenpeace type stickers in his Volvo. And um, to kind of explain, I, I, I'm, this is not plot relevant, which is why I feel like it's okay. To, it's not relevant to sort of the main mystery, which is why I feel like it's okay to spoil something from the second to five rides. Um, so he's looking for his dog. Uh, who's been missing for five months. And the reason that the dog has been missing for five months is that the guy that you're riding with got trapped for five months because he was absent-minded when riding an escalator and got to the bottom where the crack, where the, where the stairs disappear goes and fell through the crack into a space below. And the space below the ele- escalator, because, you know, like you do, in the space below the escalator were dozens of people who had like, a- also fallen through <laughs> the crack into the, the space below the ele- escalator. There was a large sort of cavernous room down there. But due to budget cuts, they only let people out once a year. And so um, – but in order to keep them fed – They fill mannequins with food and toss them down the escalator because there's no other way to get things down. Only people can fall through the cracks, so they have to fill up mannequins full of food and toss them down the escalator. Which is all fine until somebody fall who doesn't look lifelike enough falls down the escalator, and everyone seizes upon them, thinking that they're full of food. Holy shit! Horrifying (laughs) and interesting stuff, right? (laughs) This is the story that he tells you, and some most of the story happens in dialogue. The dialogue plays out. You're not like clicking through dialogue. It's all fully voiced. Um, This guy has a real vibe to him. Yeah, it sounds uh, the, like he's got a hell of a Yeah, too. So, like, that's great. Um, And and occasionally the game plays with its visuals in interesting ways. So, for example, that particular story, while he's talking about it, it cuts from you're sitting in his car in this 3D environment where you're able to look around to something that looks a little bit like a picture book with, like, uh, ink illustrations of this scenario as he's describing it to you. And there's other places in the game where it tries other art styles and other stuff, too. So, anyway... I thought it was very, very interesting. I didn't think the ending was particularly great, but it does—it did keep me interested in it throughout the, the the game. And the the surrealism of it continues to escalate. Um, there's lots of lots of neat stuff, like you know, tumbleweeds doing very creepy things outside your car, that kind of stuff. So anyway, Hitchhiker is uh, probably only a couple of hours, uh, so it's definitely in our short game territory. And it's the kind of game that I think I probably would have been interested in covering for the show anyway. Um, so I would definitely recommend people check out Hitchhiker. Um, and uh, yeah, it's on Apple Arcade as well as a bunch of other stuff. It's also, though, just one of those things where I, well, I got through this game and I was like, man, Apple, though? Like, <laughs> why this? Like, <laughs> why, guys? But I mean, you know, hey, I'm glad it was it was available. I could play it on in my phone way. and on Sounds iPad like. and everything. But yeah, it was, it was a weird one.
1: I think they... They have this kind of uh, get one of every Pokemon quality for Apple Arcade, and uh, as long as it looks good, uh, yeah, I think that's it's got to be pretty. But then I then they'll take one of everything, please.
0: <laughs> yeah, and it's it's a it's pretty enough. It's fine. It looks pretty decent. Um, you know, if you if you like three dimensional character models who are only minimally expressive but have really good voice acting, then yeah, this will do it. That's my favorite thing. What are you talking about?
1: So for something completely different, uh, I'm bringing a monster's expedition to the table. And guys, this game is lovely. I know we overuse that term. We say charming all the time. This game actually is lovely and charming. It is the ultimate wind down game. Um, It's a game that uh, I was playing before bed on the iPad and then Justin took and was playing in bed on the iPad. because it is so very chill uh it's a puzzle game but it has a lot of traits that make it like way better than your average puzzle game first of all uh it has what rock paper shotgun called a gentle coaxing of understanding which is where like you figure out the mechanics like a lot of the times by accident you kind of as you explore the world you find out more things you can do but it's not like you get to level four or in this case that you travel to a new island and it's suddenly like and now we're introducing a new mechanic (laughs) no it's clear you have had all the traits from the beginning all the tools but you've never needed to overcome specific obstacles you've never had to do things um which i don't want to stress it out too much and be like, it's a Metroidvania, but it feels that kind of like you can go back and discover stuff. Um, <laughs> it's not. But, okay. it, but you have, you know, you learn something, you're cutting down these trees uh, and you're pushing them around to make logs and the logs will let you go to different islands or build rafts or, or do a lot of different things. I won't spoil. But you learn just by experimenting. There's an undo button, which every puzzle game should have an undo button. And if you didn't put one in your puzzle game, I'm, I am officially mad at you. Uh, but this game has an undo button so you can experiment. You can say like, what happens if I push this log this way? What happens if I, you know, make a corner? What happens if I throw things in the water? Uh, what happens if I just walk to the edge of the Island? And the answer is you sit and you dangle your feet over the edge and it is delightful. um, It's so nice. And it's that kind of spirit of the game where you just kind of try things. The plot, as it were, is that you're a monster on, you've got a cute little backpack, and you are hiking around uh, in this top-down world, um, finding ways to go from island to island of this uh, exhibition on the history of humanity of Englandland, and you are getting little exhibitions, um, little exhibits on each it's expedition, but you're seeing exhibitions as you go around. Um, and you get these little dips of just wonderful riding. So one of them is um, – it's clearly a Peloton bike or whatever – exercise spinner or whatever was Peloton last year. Uh, and it's labeled laundry storage rack. This particularly ornate laundry rack features a surprising number of moving parts – once or twice per year a human would clear away the clothing and sit on the contraption pedaling furiously presumably this reactivated <laughs> the rack storage power as laundry would soon start to reappear
0: <laughs> That is really good <laughs>
1: It's really good and there's so many of them um,
0: <laughs> That's brilliant I love that Yeah no that, it's uh, I've played just a little bit of this and it, it it definitely did draw me in the writing was really cute but it's also like it's so puzzle wise it's basically slightly tweaked Sokoban, mm-hmm.
1: right? I mean they they but created Sokoban the like that 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 was the original game was Oh Sokoban.
0: okay well yeah yeah no, I know I remember hearing about that mm-hmm. one I've never played that one but but um yeah like the you know it, it, if you're not familiar Sokoban is sort of there's a, there was a game titled Sokoban many 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 years ago but it's it's sort of a you know in the same way that like roguelike became a genre it's talking about box pushing puzzle games mm-hmm. where uh, a you know a big part of the 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 puzzle is you know, that of course like the the blocks push you know block your path and you can only push or pull them if there's space to do so. If you and played so Pokemon, of,
1: like, that was in there.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's in everything as a sort of a mini game or you know, whatever, you know, Zelda games have Sokoban bits and them, that kind of thing. Um But yeah, it, that was a kind of puzzle that I didn't think I wanted to play too. anymore. Yeah. But this one
1: I did. But and they also have a lot of very innovative changes to the mechanic again like it is you at the heart of it you're just pushing and pulling stuff but they have found a lot of new ways to deal with that um it feels as i said it's incredibly good if you're feeling anxious or chill because it's they call it an open world puzzle game and that you can just kind of abandon a puzzle and move on to another place there's even fast travel <laughs> later um so if you're really stuck you can just kind of abandon a puzzle and move on and the game is like more than happy for you to do that or if you're mad again just walk to the edge and dangle your feet for a while um which i did but it's they've got so many good touches you know the little swaying grass there's you know wind noises like things kind of wobble um it's those kind of touches that make you while you're stuck in a puzzle just feel really safe and in good hands so it's got the mechanics and it's got the charming world um monster's expedition is chef's kiss good
0: that's awesome
1: for someone who Oof. doesn't like this type of puzzle normally so
0: this is yeah and it, to me the thing that ruins them is that they are so often that like You know, we need to put a puzzle into our game, so let's add Uh this. Uh, And it's usually your player character who's normally out there running around super fast with a giant sword, slashing everything apart. And now he has to, like, with great effort, (laughs) drag crates back and forth. There's a
1: dragon around the corner, and yet you were trying to to move a barrel.
0: (laughs) And. And they really want to show like maybe how strong he is and like, you know, by making the crate like super big and like now it it drags with a horrible noise. And and you you look like you're pushed (laughs) fifty million times. You never would know where the crate goes. So I can see how I would never, ever want it. It it takes it takes a real recommendation to make me want to play a game based entirely around that idea. Uh, So thank you. Yeah, I I'm not usually even that big of a puzzle guy, and this one was very charming to yeah, me. So like that's great. Definitely worth
1: checking yeah, out. Yeah, I I'm not as into spatial puzzles as you would think, but this is usually my husband's like number one genre. But mm-hmm. this one I really liked, so
0: I I I've not been able to wait to recommend this one to you guys. It's called Sneaky Sasquatch. Have you have you heard of Sneaky Sasquatch? I, so I will admit that when I first saw the stuff on Apple Arcade, I thought Sneaky Sasquatch and Monsters Expedition were the same game. For A while for a long time because they both feature hairy protagonists, right? Oh, yeah, I mean, that's the number one category that I get game recommendations in
1: now.
0: I just go it's gotta be a tag, on Steam, a tag right? on Steam, right? Yeah, the hairy protagonist.
1: I think I thought I hope Sneaky Snatchwatch is like Tiny Thief, and then I never checked it out, so I can't wait to know what this game actually is.
0: <laughs> it's not at all what you might think, at least it wasn't what I expected. What it is. Is it is a gigantic open world um, like adventure uh, where the the so your your main character is a I was what I what I was not expecting is like the best like open world game since GTA Five you heard it here first
1: oh. uh, but this is a great
0: this is a great open world game like my my what I really like about the game is it's so like cute and colorful but um for what seemed like a small space like this little park um first off the space is a lot larger than i thought at first um and cuz you can get to a lot of places around the park but there's just so much to do in this game um like the the main mechanic of the game is you're you're a sasquatch in a national park and there is a park ranger roaming around the park and if he sees you he will chase you back to the cabin where you live right <laughs> um okay and Uh, you have a hunger meter, and so you go out into the national park, and, uh, you can walk around by, like, tap and hold to, like, move in a particular direction, or if you need to sneak, I think this is just a lovely use of the touchscreen throughout the game, but in this, to sneak, you tap, uh, instead of tap, instead of tap and hold, you, like, tap, 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 tap your finger to, like, tiptoe, which is absolutely great, um, and and so you you find like, you know, campers and they're like igloos, igloo coolers full of food and if you get to a little igloo cooler full of food, you can tap on it and it'll open it up and then you drag at that point the the like item interacting interface, which is like comes up a lot in the game, there's so many things to interact with, is basically, you know, it shows you the cooler and then you tap to tap and drag to open the lid on the cooler and then you tap and drag to drag the food out of the cooler and into your backpack. Um, And uh, you can uh, fill up your backpack with food.
1: Monsters with backpacks.
0: But when you find like a picnic table, uh, you can dump all of the food out on the picnic table and then you're dragging the food into the Sasquatch's mouth and he is not a clean eater. (laughs) Uh, Aesthetically, this is very similar to like, um, this is basically like, I mean, it's a satisfying game, but, like, visually and in a lot of ways, uh, like, in terms of how it plays, it reminds me of, like, the Toka mm-hmm. Boca games yeah. for, like, little kids. Yeah, I see what you're talking about. You remember yeah, those? It has that... that the super yeah. indie uh,
1: games, too, of, like, can yeah. the girl put on the makeup? It's like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, in fact, they actually have one of those I'm thinking of in particular where you're, like, cooking and feeding monsters and they, like, make messes, which is my son loves and he loves to watch this game too when we play i play this uh he can't actually control it he can do a little bit like walking around but he can't uh i should probably try it on him again it's been a while since we played this but there are a lot of things you i'll just list a few things you can do in this game um you can talk to a fox who will give you little mini missions that are things like the fox it's like a very troublesome fox he says hey the um the the uh, the, the ranger's snoring has been keeping me awake, so I want you to go into the ranger station while he's asleep and uh, find some way to make the fire alarm go off. <laughs> <laughs> so you can go in there and turn on the stove and like take some shit out of your backpack.
1: I, and lay th- it on I'm, fire. I, I'm completely sold on this game.
0: <laughs> yeah, and uh, or you can like go and steal a like a canoe. Oh, well, you can take food back and sell it to a raccoon for coins. And then use the coins to buy items like a fishing rod or a golf. Uh, Oh, so you could buy from the raccoon, Reagan. I know you love golf games. Of course. This is a golf game. (laughs) You can buy a a golf club from the raccoon uh, and then play a quick nine holes of golf on the golf course. Uh, You could buy a fishing rod and go fishing at the lake. Uh, You can get chased around by the park ranger. Uh, some more while doing any of these things, and if you're getting chased around too much, uh, you can get a disguise. You can get one of many disguises.
1: Very Grand Theft Auto. Yes, to
0: disguise yourself as a human, uh, <laughs> of various different jobs. It actually is kind of, um, kind of like Hitman in that way. That's awesome. Um, you can, you can get a camera and fill it up with photos that you take. Uh, you can. Uh, apply for a taxi license and drive people around.
1: <laughs> so, what I'm hearing is secretly, Sneaky Sasquatch is all of the games in Apple Arcade. you got Neocab, you got a taxi license, you got Clap Hands yes. Golf. Uh, you've. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's absolutely all of those things,
0: plus scuba um, diving, uh, plus driving a race car, uh, exploring sunken ships.
1: Who needs any uh, other game?
0: Surfing. <laughs> It's a, there's a lot. There's a lot. And also, um, like the main progression of the game is collecting all the pieces of a treasure map because I believe, because the main thrust of the story is you're collect. you want to get the treasure so that you can save the park. Because it's going to be, I don't know, repossessed or something. <laughs> national Park, their right. so okay, sure. <laughs> Yeah, is it? it this is an absolutely a plus game for Does me. It? That's awesome. I, you know, I looked at this and I thought this was like a, I don't know. I thought this was like a children's game. Like, I don't know. It, it didn't. It didn't. It nothing is nothing about. I mean, well, okay, all sure, games are for but, children. Yeah. Right? Okay. Given. We, okay. We own. <laughs> I, okay. You're. You're. This is a baby I, game for babies. Okay. Yes. But you know what I mean? Like, I, I looked at this and it didn't look appealing to me, um, based on the material, just like in the in the app store um but while you were talking i just went through through and scrolled through their twitter and just like literally everything they there's like tons of little videos on their twitter of this game in action and every single one of them made me yeah. want to play it like this this looks this looks great i i definitely want to give this a shot ala this looks really, really i am
1: <laughs> so hyped for this uh thank you for bringing yeah. it to our table uh,
0: you know this is also another apple arcade exclusive um this looks like the developer, this is the same developer that did Dark Echo and Splitter Critters, uh-huh, as well yep, as uh, yep, Spec yep. and Sneaky Sasquatch are both on Apple Arcade. So, wow. Okay, cool. Yeah, uh, I, I'll I'll say the one downside to this game is on games, uh, games on my phone, I really want to be something that I can do in like really quick bursts. Uh, But this is a game that I really want to play in longer sessions than I'll usually do phone games. Yeah, there's a there's a real loop to like sneaking around and like getting food and like reaching farther and farther away from your campsite that uh, makes me want to spend long sessions with this game. I just purchased a new Apple TV, like the, you know, the, they just came out with a refreshed Apple TV and I've been wanting a new, um, streaming box for a little while. And, um, you know, I was kind of, I wasn't going to buy the Apple TV that was out previously because it had, hadn't been updated since like, I don't know, like 2017 or some horrible thing like that. And the remote was garbage. The new one is, uh, updated in some small ways and has a brand new remote and I, I bought it. And I'm, one of the things I'm most excited about is pairing a game controller to it and playing some of these Apple arcade games. So I don't know how well this one in particular will play with a controller, the, um, the, the touchscreen interface you were just mentioning sounds pretty good, but if this plays okay with a controller, I could see this being really good on like a Apple TV 4k or something. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. Um, oh, I just remembered one more thing I wanted to say about it is there's, uh, there's a, a newspaper that you can find and the newspaper to, I don't know why this is just so funny to me. But it's just called the <laughs> newspaper. Uh, the headline is the newspaper, and it, the the headlines on the front of it will be things like "Is it raining?" <laughs> and it, yeah, yeah, it'll be- question: is,
1: is the Sasquatch up for Dirtbag the Year, or is he actually not a dirtbag at all?
0: Uh I don't think the Sasquatch is, but maybe the fox and the and mm-hmm. or the raccoon are. I think definitely the fox is. Uh, I I think we'll definitely see some non-human. We. <laughs> We can't keep nominating non human characters. But if they keep being dirt bag dirt bags, year, people will start to we think, can't resist. Yeah. That's true. We, we do gotta, have we gotta have gotta one keep an eye human out for a good dirt bag so far. Yeah, Mord. <laughs> Mord was a dirtbag and she was great. Um so the next one on the list is one that I this is the reason that I renewed my Apple Arcade subscription, basically. Um so to back up just a second. So there's a very, very long running series of golf games that began, I think, on the PlayStation one or maybe two, but it's always been PlayStation exclusive uh, called the Everybody's Golf series. Uh, Or it was so I think it's Mina de Golf in Japan. They localized it in Europe as Everybody's Golf, which is more of like a like a direct translation of the title. And then in the US, it was always called Hot Shots Golf. Uh, and it's by a developer called Clap Hands. And they've been making these golf games. Uh, it's a Japanese developer. They've been making just the Hot Shots golf series for a very, very long time, like since the, the early PlayStation era. I'm pretty sure PlayStation 1, uh, if I hope I'm remembering that right. Um, and I've played quite a lot of these games over the years. Um, especially the most recent one for PlayStation 4, which is they they eventually, with the PlayStation 4 version, they dropped the Hot Shots name and just went back to calling it Everybody's Golf Worldwide, which, you know, not the greatest title in the world, Everybody's Golf, but it, it you know, the it's People's pe- Golf, right? Yeah, um, I would have always, I would have preferred just Everybody Golf sounds better or something like, you know, like a command. Everybody Golf Now! Exactly, but anyway, it doesn't, doesn't matter. Anyway, these games are really in a good sweet spot for golf games. So like if you've, uh, if you've played a lot of golf games, you know, there's a huge variety of approaches. There's games like, you know, the Mario golf games that go full on into like, there's, there's item pickups and there's like loop de loops and, and there's, you know, things that will eat your ball. And there's like special balls that do weird stuff, that kind of stuff, right? All kinds of stuff on that end. And then there's like Much more simulation-y golf games on the other side. Things like uh, some of the PGA Tour golf games or, you know, um, there's lots of games on that end too. Uh, Everybody's Golf has always fallen right in the middle and has this really interesting mix where it does have these, like, colorful characters. You know, in a lot of the games, you get to, like, design a character or pick from a variety of, like, cartoonish-looking characters. Um, And the golf is a little heightened but it 's basically golf, right, so you 've got this really you know beautiful courses that look at least semi realistic um, semi realistic uh, like weather effects and things like that. They just really nail a sort of like what is a good ideal golf game that 's going to please everybody and be fun and everybody 's golf has always been super super fun, or at least it's the it 's the point on that golf game line that I find most appealing um but they've always been PlayStation exclusive. Well, when my Apple Arcade uh you know subscription was was running out and they released that thing of you know the big thing saying like here's all the new games that are coming to Apple Arcade um way down on that list, pretty far down where I think you know the, I don't think Apple really you know cares mm-hmm. that much about this game. It was you know they they just needed a golf game, right? But like they got clap hands to make a game for Apple Arcade exclusively called Clap Hands Golf. That's hands, H-A-N-Z. Clap Hands Golf is everybody's golf. It's a mobile version of everybody's golf. And there's a few tweaks that are slightly different from the PlayStation games, but apparently all they needed to do to like do their, their thing. And I'm sure that PlayStation owns the, you know, everybody's golf name. Right. But apparently all they needed to do was change the name and, you know, and it's everybody's golf with the serial numbers filed off. Um, and it's really, really good on a phone. They've got excellent graphics that look just like the PlayStation four version for the most part. Um, and the the physics is all right, and the golf courses are nice, and everything about it that I've checked out so far is just exactly what I would want out of one of these games. How are the carts? Uh, There's no golf carts in this. That's actually, you know, now that you mention it. There there are a few things about this that are uh, different. Um, There's definitely some things that they did like trying to make this game more mobile-friendly, and I think they've almost all been really, really good changes for that format. So the first thing is that Uh, they changed from a, uh, so standard, everybody's golf would usually control with the sort of three click power meter mechanic for golf swings. Most golf games, they fall into one of two camps for how do you control a golf swing on a game? Um, the, the sort of classic approach, which is that there's a sort of a meter. Usually it's kind of like going back and forth and you have to click once to set like the, the, you know, the, power of your swing and then click again when it reaches a certain point on that meter to click the, uh, to get the the control on your swing. And there might be other things that you do to fine tune it for things like, uh, like backspin, but that basic mechanic has been the standard since like that was, a, that originated with like Nintendo's golf game for the NES and has been basically the standard for golf games across the whole industry. Right. Um, there are other golf games that. Uh, that use a more direct control mechanic. Um, Oh my gosh, my darling brother, my darling. What? Flesh of my flesh, my identical twin, my clone. Yes? We don't have time for the entire history of (laughs) all
1: I thought that's where you were going, but that's exact I'm laughing because that's exactly when Nate showed up.
0: Okay, okay.
1: So Nate just showed up for Shane to read Reagan. Oh hi Nate.
0: Hi Nate. You just you just showed up right in time for me to bore everyone with golf game talk. Uh listeners, we weren't sure if Nate was joining us for this one, but he's just hopped on. So um, I- I'll try and finish this up quickly, Shane. I appreciate that you, you 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 know you're keeping me on track. I appreciate it, Shane. But let me get to the the important stuff. Um, so they switched from. A uh, like three click meter mechanic to a more direct thing where you're swiping on the touchscreen, which feels a lot like it didn't. Work. Yeah, it didn't work. You can't. No,
1: you, you can't, actually. You he. Can't keep this me is down. the this is the um, one thing that he really has to explain. You made it
0: longer. Like
1: no, no. I, as someone who played this for a few minutes, he actually has to explain this.
0: <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. This is this is the key change. They changed to a uh, a swing mechanic where you're basically doing a golf squ- swing on the touchscreen with your finger. Um and that feels very direct and I know for a, I know why they did it, right? It makes perfect sense why they made that change. Um I find that not particularly like that's not what I like out of a I, I prefer something that like the the, the, the three click meter is basically judging you on timing, whereas this is sort of more of a dexterity challenge. And I don't like that as much personally. Um, but for what it is, it works really, really well. And I've had a lot of fun playing it that way. And I've also played it with a controller. And they do that basically by having you do that same swing feel with a uh, with a with uh, with one of the analog sticks, which feels a lot like some of the PGA Tour games. So um, it, it's definitely, they even though this isn't the particular mechanic for this style that I really like. It is done very, very well. The other big change is that they this happens in a parallel world where the rules of golf have changed to uh, a team sport where you have a team of little characters and each one of them plays one hole. So, in a very mobile-friendly format, they've switched from doing like nine or eighteen-hole round uh, games to doing three-hole games, and you pick three of your dudes and each one of them does one hole. <laughs> Shane, Shane, stop it. We're talking about golf here. Uh, It's it's sacred, Shane. (laughs) Get your mind out of the gutter. Um, So I really do appreciate that it's got this much faster play. You know, something that could sometimes be frustrating in uh, in everybody's golf is that, you know, even nine holes of golf can sometimes take a while. Um doing 3 holes of golf makes it much more approachable for a uh, for a mobile format and even if you're not playing on mobile if you're like sitting down to play long long periods like I just I just find that like a really nice format doing just 3 holes at a time um cuz you don't get down to like you know whole you know n- nine out of 18 and screw something up and realize that you've just wasted a bunch of time and you're not going to win. So I really, really like that change a lot. This game is great. If you like golf games or even if you don't, I think that Clap Hands Golf is probably the best golf game on mobile. And for me, it was 100% the reason that I renewed my Apple Arcade subscription. I was so excited to see it and I'm playing it constantly. Shane, was that short enough for you? (laughs) Sorry. No, we're good. Uh thank you all. Nate, thank you for joining us. I'm glad you were able to make it. Uh
2: Yeah, you know, I I appreciate um the opportunity to jump in. I I haven't been on an episode for a, a handful of weeks now and I just squeezed in here at the end of this one. So, uh you know, we talk about uh the kind of the premise of our show is fitting games into your life. And lately, I have been failing at managing that. So uh, uh, things are clearing up a little bit for me now, though, so I should be able to be on more consistently. But I was really – I didn't want to miss this one, and I almost didn't. Well, I'm glad you're here. (laughs) Yeah.
1: So something that I was missing from Apple Arcade was the the three slot on my phone, the thing I play – because I've got two minutes and I want to play something that's skill-based and like a little tricky, but I, I know the rules. I'm, I'm basically getting something new every time. Uh, and there really wasn't one. I, I enjoy Dear Reader. Uh, that is the game where you're taking books and you're dropping words into it or, you know, finding word. you know, it, it's like a reader game. But those take a little bit of time. And if you get erupted, there are timers running. It, it doesn't really work in – that situation uh, for me at least Um, although I do really like Dear Reader and I think people should play it I'm really excited because they brought to Apple Arcade a bunch of Zach Gage games that I have been wanting to try and never did uh, because I wasn't good enough at Sudoku to buy good Sudoku his game even though it promised to like fix the boring parts of Sudoku I, I wasn't into Sudoku enough to try it so I opened it up tried it turns out Uh, If you do put, like, an autoplay feature on a Sudoku game, it's so much more fun. And I can finish, like, the easy ones literally in under a minute, um, if you know the rules. And I'm playing as, like, an expert, and there's still two more levels. Like, I've learned about, like, Locked Candidates, and they're trying to teach me about X-Wing and all these, like, actual Sudoku tricks. that. But because the game goes so fast, they basically automate the really easy stuff. And they fill in all the boxes. So you you actually do need to learn – like, where you get stuck is where you need the logic leaps. It'll, like, just autoplay through a bunch of stuff and fill the boxes. But there's great note-taking. It'll actually teach you the skills you want. And there are hint buttons that if you're just tired <laughs> – I uh got vaccinated for my second shot this week and I went from expert down to like advanced because I couldn't play Satoku anymore. Oh no. <laughs> and that was basically how I knew I'd been affected. Nice. I was like, I can't I I can't even like deal with it I was like I can't deal with these little boxes. But I'm um I've recovered. I'm back up to our normal level. That and also flip flop solitaire, which is um a solitaire where you play with multiple decks and the innovation is every game is winnable and you can go in either direction so instead of just putting a queen on a king you can put a king on a you can go you can put a uh, putting going king queen jack you can go in the reverse order if you want yeah have you played this
2: i i no, but i just love the idea I feel like yeah. every game should be winnable. Like I, I, I understand, uh, you know, random number generator and like procedural creation and and whatnot, and like, but I just feel like no matter how tough you make your game, there should be a win state. It's really annoying in some of those games where yeah, it's like, and I'll oh, reset just,
1: the deck because I'll, I'll be like, how am this. I supposed to win? Like I know it's supposed to be winnable. Like it's so easy, and especially in a solitaire game, just be like, eh, yeah, <laughs> the deck is broken, and there's so many in normal solitaire you can't actually beat. So it, it's nice to know that it's it's you and not the yeah. game. <laughs> um, I know that there's also really bad chess, which is um, you learn chess by having completely random configurations of the board. So you end up learning what all the pieces can do because you'll play with like twelve bishops. <laughs>
2: or so I've been I've been playing a lot of chess over the last like nine months, uh, and what I've Recently, really learned is that I am really bad at chess. I used to think so bad at chess. I used to think I was good. That used to be a game that I, you know, I felt like I was competent at, and I just feel really dumb now. And I think maybe I need to start playing really bad chess because I'm really bad at chess, and maybe it'll help me get not not really bad at chess, or it'll make me even worse.
1: I I mean, it can't hurt.
0: That's a good point. I have to interject with a game recommendation that's kind of outside the scope of the show, but I just have to say real quick: uh, there's a board game called Tack. Oh yeah, that is very chess. It's it's basically fantasy chess, mm-hmm. um, and it it's was from it, um,
1: the Rothfuss books, right?
0: Exactly. Yeah. So he he made up a game in his books called Tack, uh, but then James Ernest of uh, Ass Games who's like one of my favorite game designers of all time. Reagan and I have had lots of his games. Um, He made it into like a full-fledged kind of chess-esque game. And it's, I I think it's absolutely great. It's a super fun game. And they just did a new release of it that comes with super premium pieces, like multiple boards with different art and like really nice chunky wooden tiles. Love a premium piece. So I definitely recommend, big Bring
1: tack to Apple Arcade. (laughs) um but yeah these games are all they've been released before on ios but they're that perfect sweet spot of uh, a puzzle game that i didn't know if i would like and there's no demo version so and there again there are genres that i've kind of bounced off of i mean not solitaire but i wasn't going to pay money for a a solitaire game i hadn't tried so um (laughs) the other thing i'm selfishly happy about is if i decide to lapse apple arcade i can just buy them (laughs) but uh threes is on there if you haven't tried threes and if you want something meatier the room two is on there and we have a whole episode on the room games so like if you like puzzles you are now a happy camper and i have so many five minute games now um for various levels of brain like that's all i want from a subscription
2: i love the yeah, I loved the, the room games and we did them for the show. And now we can add another little checkbox into how many episodes we've talked about threes. That might be the game that we've talked about the most on this show.
1: It was last time I updated the spreadsheet.
2: Yeah, so. <laughs> check just, check. Um,
1: I'll also say that if you're not looking for a puzzle game, there are a couple rhythm games that I tried. Specifically, uh, there is a game that is uh, called Tycho Pop Tap, which I know Regan has feelings about. It's Tap the Tycho. It's a little drum game. Um, yeah.
0: How how did you like it?
1: Uh, I thought that I wanted more better songs because I played the classical ones and then I found a lot of the other songs annoying and I stopped playing.
0: Yeah. So I think the thing about the Tycho Drum Master series um which, like, it's weird. You don't, 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 those don't get released over here very often. It's sort of surprising to see one in Apple Arcade at all because, like, they've made a zillion games in that series and, like, two have made it to the U.S. It's very unusual for them to get localized. And so the music selection in those is very Japanese. there will be, like, sections. You know, you have to, like, choose from the different, like, genres of music. And, like, there are things like, uh, mm-hmm. you know, Anime theme songs are like one of the one of the sections, for example. Well, I mean, it's Taiko drums. I'm not I'm not expecting John Phillips. Sushi.
1: Although, no, that's actually a category because there's the classical music category is like the William Tell Overture and
0: <laughs> right. So, I think you know, if you think about Taiko master and you're thinking this is going to be like, uh, you know, something uh, like real like Taiko drumming. I'm sure there's some tracks in there that are that, but most of what this is is like. It's like a real, yeah. relatively simple rhythm game, you know, and it, it's doing the same kind of music you'd find in most other rhythm games. Uh, so, you know, you're you're drumming yeah. along to pop songs, you know, J-pop mostly, things like that. Um, so, uh, the music in this particular entry, like I haven't played a ton of these games. I played one on the 3DS that I had to play in Japanese, uh, and I played one on the Vita, I think, and I played the PlayStation Two version, which I think did get an american release um and all of them had like weird selections of music and it's it's very hit or miss so um, you know, maybe maybe it'll have stuff you're into. For me, this had uh, you, you could do Taiko drumming along to "Cruel Angel Thesis," the theme to Neon Genesis Evangelion, which I thought was very funny and enjoyable. Um, but I didn't find a whole lot else to enjoy yet.
1: Yeah, but I will say I played more of the other music game. Um, it, it made me feel like I had no friends because clearly it's made to be like played against strangers or in like a party mode. But it's called Song Pop. Uh. Song, party, pop. One second. It is called Song, Pop, Party. Again, those words could be in any order. So I don't, I'm not mad at myself. Um, yeah. Pops, yeah. Song, Pop, pop party. Song, party. It's just a music party, quiz pop, game. Party, You pick a category. Pop,
2: Song, Party.
1: <laughs> they play. Pop, like Song, Party. 15 to 30 seconds of a song. And you either have to identify the artist or the song title. And then at the end, you get a score. Faster, you get to so the higher your points. Um, I think. My pet peeve in all of these: if you're going to offer a musical category, you need to have more than three goddamn musicals, and you can't just <laughs> put "Mamma Mia" because those are not musical songs. That's ABBA. Like, just like the only songs I clicked musicals, and they were like they played three songs from Annie and a ten question quiz, and I was like, no. <laughs>
2: There are a few things I enjoy more than a Laura rant, and this might be your (laughs) most specific and most narrow rant, and I love it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But then I go to a song, and they're like British Garage Rock from 1965 to 19... I was like, where was the specificity in the musicals category song Pop Party?
0: (laughs) Um. (laughs) (laughs) Laura, I'm sorry you've been done dirty by this, but, uh, you know, but
1: like I I did really,
0: (laughs) it's a very legit complaint. Laura only gets this mad about musical theater. (laughs) Very legit complaint. I only get this mad when someone decides they want to talk for 40 minutes about
1: But no. I, I do actually recommend this game. Shame. I think it's fun if you're like if you like music quizzes, if you miss bar trivia. Um, it's it's actually super fun. Just don't if your specific genre of music is misrepresented and you want to rant, you can. I will be a sympathetic ear. <laughs> <sighs> That's my rant. All
0: right. Good, good rant. Uh, Shane, I think you had a last, the last couple of things to take us out. I do. I do. I have, uh, two that are going to be maybe, uh, for specific people out here. These games, one of them really did resonate with me, uh, but I'm probably going to be spending my time on, uh, Sneaky Sasquatch. Um, but there's a whole wealth of, like, quick puzzle or quick action games in, in this, uh, service, one of them that was recommended by somebody in our in our Discord, LK Campbell. Hey, thank you for this recommendation. Is called I. I'm guessing you pronounce this, Sping. Sping. It's S P exclamation mark. And by the way, si- side note, uh, that's Lance Campbell who wrote um, what song to
1: my, what who, the to my who F-Comp, wrote
0: yeah. uh, stuff of legend uh, for IF Comp, which uh, we talked about last week. Yeah, that's Thanks awesome, you, Lance. Campbell. Yeah, also, yeah, congratulations on a great game there. Um, I have not said that on the podcast yet, but. Uh, the, the sping here, this is like a spinning action game where you're you're kind of uh, using a kind of a grappling hook. You've got a weird diamond shape that has a grappling hook onto little star shapes. It's very abstract, uh, but it's gorgeous and has a really good soundtrack um, and is something that's hard, hard to put down. It's very, um, I don't know, it, and it's got that kind of one-touch gameplay that's so great on a mobile device. Uh it's it's just a very well polished piece of kind of mobile diversion. It's there's not any story or anything that would make it good for like greater discussion on this podcast, but it is great and polished and really nice looking and sounding and super fun. So I think it's a great recommendation. Um and then the the last thing I had is one that I did kind of bounce off of, but it's also I don't know, I might wind up going back to it a little bit more. It's called Lumen. Um, Lumen is a really hyper tactile, uh, laser light kind of puzzle game. Uh, I think when I say like light puzzles, you know, exactly what I'm talking about. You know, you've got little rotating mirrors and light emitters and things that like, you know, are your light targets. Um, these games are not, this is another one that like shows up like those Sokoban puzzles, uh, as like a puzzle inside of other puzzle games. But when you put it on its own, it kind of, to me, falls a little flat. I have already played the very best version of this, which is um, a actual light game puzzle in a children's museum in Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. And I played it when I was like eight years old. The
1: physical version of this is great. I've The virtual ones once you do uh-huh. that, it's hard to. The,
0: but this one, it does have a really neat twist to it, which is it's very... Um, it's very physical. Like you're, you're interacting with an actual puzzle box. When you launch the app, like it opens the box and you go inside and look at the app. And the result of the light is it's exposing like all of these photographs that are stored inside of the box. And that kind of tell a story. And there's like a narrated, uh, kind of narrative to go along with that. So if these puzzles are your vibe, the aesthetics and like what they're doing around it is extremely good, but this is a kind of puzzle that sadly Fair. I do not care about. I should have told about these in the opposite order because it's always better to end on the high note, guys. You should play Sping. <laughs> sping. It's a fun name to say. Sping. If I, in fact you pronounce the exclamation mark as an I, which I assume it's an inverted I, maybe it's just sp- maybe sping.
1: it's like chick chick chick. So it's spitching.
2: <laughs> I think it's. For sure, sputchicking
0: Maybe, maybe I, maybe I just spit when I want That's got to be it. it. <laughs> so, uh, so before we wrap up, uh, I just thought it might be worth taking a second to talk about some recommendations from some listeners, ones that we haven't gotten to play ourselves yet, as well as just a few games that are on our lists of Apple Arcade games that are kind of things we would like to check out, but haven't had the time to hit yet. Uh, John from Gaming in the Wild, uh, thank you, friend of the show John, uh, recommended uh, Shinsekai, uh, Alba and the Collage Atlas. So I've only really looked in depth at Alba, which is uh, from the same folks that made um, Monument Valley, um, but is more of like a like a kid wandering around an island solving eco problems. Uh, it looks short enough for us to cover, and looks fun, and we might get to that someday soon. I don't know what the collage atlas is. I need to search arcade for that.
1: It looks really cool. It's a, like a hyper detailed, like almost like a pen line drawing world, but I have no idea what the mechanics are. I've just watched the video and been like, "Ooh, this is pretty." <laughs>
2: uh, yeah. And Reagan, I I want you to please be careful. You just said Alba that's very close to ABBA, and that might send Laura into a tailspin again. Yes. And so let's I do... Let's okay, I respect Mamma Mia the musical.
1: I just believe that when you're doing a category of songs from musicals, you should exclude
0: jukebox musicals. <laughs> Here we go this again. My, mom. Here we go <laughs> <again>. <laughs> No! <Yeah. laughs> it's
1: literally Mamma <followed laughs> Mia. <me. laughs> <laughs> 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 Oh, Lord. Um, oh, I'm going to just go in the corner until this episode's over. So,
0: uh, oh, and... and uh Shinsekai, by the way, is the game that Capcom released as part of the launch of Apple Arcade. And I believe it's sort of like an underwater Metroidvania. And it got sort of middling reviews. It came out on Switch as well. And I don't think it exactly lit the world on fire. But it is a Capcom-developed game on Apple Arcade, which is notable in and of itself. There weren't that many Japanese games in the launch. Uh, and uh, it, it's, it looks pretty. Uh, so I would like to check that one out. If John thinks it's good, I... We'll take his word for it. It sounds cool. Uh, have any of you guys seen the collage atlas? I don't know what that one is at all.
1: I Nope. I just... Yeah. That,
0: well, Google it yourselves. It listeners. looks I'll really it pretty. A, I just a, don't know what it is. As an exercise for the listeners. Uh, Robert Hawks, uh, the patron saint of Bird Week, uh, <laughs> recommended we check out Jenny Leclue Detective-Vu. Um, Jenny Leclue is a game... I have played a little yeah. of that. That's yeah, yeah. Good. I mean, I want. We could do more of that. We- yeah, I've been wanting to play that for years because I I played it at like a preview event uh, long before Apple Arcade was even a thing, uh, and uh, it was it was a you know very cute, uh, fun seeming point and click. So I would like to check that out potentially more. Uh, and Lance Campbell recommended you mentioned he's recommended Sping, but he also suggested we play Assemble with Care and Pilgrims. Assemble with Care in particular seems like it might be something for the show. Um, I seems really I feel like that's been on our list to play. Mm-hmm. Am I crazy? I've well, heard of that before. Yeah, mm-hmm. okay. yeah. so it definitely seems like uh, w- something for us. Um and then for me, uh, I've had Marble Knights. And Shantae on my to playlist for a while. Um, Wayforward is a developer that I've you know enjoyed a lot of their games over the years, and they have two games on Apple Arcade. The newest Shantae game, that, which is also on things like uh, the um, the Switch and stuff. Uh, it's you know it's one of those. If you played any of the Shantae games, they're sort of Metroidvania's with a uh, mechanic around like um, Shantae can transform into different animals by doing various dances. Uh, it's it's a fun series. i played a bunch of those games in the past, and I haven't played this newest one um, because when it first came out on Apple Arcade, uh, I didn't have a good way to play it with a controller. It seems really like it should have a controller uh, for it, but now I do, so I'm wanting to go back to that. And Marble Knights, uh, I don't know much about it, uh, but it seems fun. It has uh, little like characters that they are riding or it's kind of gross in a way in that it's like, it's a bunch of these little dudes who, uh, like sit on top of marbles as if it, they were riding them, but they also have no lower body. They like when they're sitting on their marble to roll around, huh. they just like are a person with a marble for legs, but apparently they can swap marbles. And so the, the, I'm like, Oh, that, something about that grossed me out, but it also seems really fun. Um, so looks, looks neat. <laughs> I mean, it was tra- traumatized by yeah. <laughs> when we were kids. It it, it has yeah. a we- they don't um, fall down.
2: Yeah, lines. I have something um, that I am going to check out. Uh, and Reagan, you actually called it out to me. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and and check out the Star Trek Legends. RPG that's on Apple Arcade. Reagan, in the Discord, you referred to me as the resident Trekkie of the show, which was frankly a little jarring at first. But then when I started thinking about it, it's like, well, I have been working my way through the entire Star Trek catalog over the last three years. And I talk about it a lot on the show, so I guess, yeah. so I guess that that is uh, true. So uh, I can't um, wait
1: to talk to you. It, about you know, it looks. Like, I'm in the second season of Deep Space Nine, and I, I need to talk uh, with you.
2: I know. I saw <laughs> you. I am so excited for you. Uh, uh, and and the game itself looks like it has. Uh, middling reviews but you know so does like 90 percent of star trek Mm -hmm. so and i've been enjoying that so (laughs) i think i'll probably uh you know i'm i I am primed to enjoy this game whether it's good or bad uh so i'm gonna check it out i think i have to uh if you're interested i'm on the last season of enterprise uh slowed slowed down over the last uh couple weeks as i've had just a lot of things going on um, but really excited to finish that up uh and it's all right it's cool the third season was crazy I, I don't know if anyone here has watched star trek enterprise but they really went for something with season 3 and i would love to talk about it in depth because it some of the re- most ridiculous choices star trek has made but anyway i'm going to check that out and Patreons uh, let
1: us know if you're interested <laughs> yeah
2: if anyone wants uh, i i really i wish i would have gone back and done some sort of just like recording of my way through uh this through the series but here we we are i am 500 something episodes you mean, deep. You, mean
0: you enjoyed something and didn't create content man? i know how what, dare you how do I, I i know
2: i know it's 2021 i should be smarter than that so uh
0: anyway i uh i i'll check it out and let you all know if i like it awesome uh, anybody else have any other things you want to call out as something you want to uh, check out?
1: I've got a big list of things that I've been intending to play since I started, but I, I haven't been in the right mood. And I, I think they're going to be good games, so I I, I want to give them fair uh, fair play, as it were. And those are Neocab, Necrobarista, Creek, which is the new um, game by Amantia, Designs, People who do Machinarium. Oh, Okay. Uh, and also I have the second half of Guildlings to play, so. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. We covered Guildlings on the show, and I really, really enjoyed Guildlings, and then the second half of it came out, and I still haven't gone back and played that. I really want to. Uh, Mutazione is, uh, is probably the one on there that I'm, like, the most interested in playing, but I'm also pretty sure it's too long for the show. Um... And it's also a, you know, a lengthy point-and-click adventure game. Those are ones that I have a hard time completing. So
1: Yeah, all of these seem like they could be episodes. So I, I will confess that's part of the reason why I probably have I've been like, oh, I'll play it mm-hmm. for the show. And then we, we haven't quite gotten to it yet. So yeah. we'll find out. All right.
0: Well, thank you so much for joining us on this episode of The Short Game. Uh, if you want to support the show... Or just chat with us about the things that uh, we are talking about. You know, Chat with us about other Apple Arcade games that you're playing. Chat with us about Star Trek. Whatever you're interested in chatting with us about. Uh, the best way to do that is to support us on Patreon. You can go to patreon.com slash the short game. Uh, and uh, for even just a dollar a month or more. No limits. You can do whatever you would like. Uh, you can become one of our patrons and join us on our Discord. Uh, our discord is where we talk about the show we plan the episodes we we chat about what's coming up next Uh, so it's a great place to to interact with us to recommend games etc so join us there we would be very happy to have you Um, and of course you can find our show on the internet at www.theshortgame.net where you'll find our contact form link to all of our other various relevant stuff you can find us on twitter at underscore shortgame, which is also a great place to recommend games or just let us know how you're doing Uh, and And of course, you can find me on Twitter at Reagan K. That's R-A-Y-G-A-N-K. Laura, where can people find you?
1: On Twitter at Laura J. Nash.
0: Nate, where can people find you? On Twitter at Nate STL. And Shane, where can people find you? Also on Twitter at 8BitShane. And listeners, once again, thank you so much for joining us on this episode of The Short Game.